You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. From Shakespeare to Schwartz, from Fosse to Alvin Ailey, from Sondheim to Borellis, from McNally to Fay, it happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, it's the moment you know. When lightning strikes, where you're meant to go, you can stand and shout your Hi, this is Gerald Brunner, and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes, where we talk about the heart-thumping, tingly, mic-drop moment that led you to becoming an artist. And my guest today is the wildly talented Elisa Folds. Elisa was a student at the Freestyle Love Supreme Academy. And then a few months later, she was on Broadway in Freestyle Love Supreme. Freestyle Love Supreme is a hip-hop, improv, never-before-seen comedy musical phenomenon. And Anissa's other theater credits include Sisters the Musical, Susical, Freaky Friday, Ragtime. She's performed at North Shore Music Theater, Goodspeed Opera House, Arrow Rock Lyceum. She also appears in the new documentary, We Are Freestyle Love Supreme, which premieres July 17th, on Hulu. Welcome, Elisa. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so thrilled that you're on because I love the trajectory of your career so far. I know, and and uh, it's such an inspiring story. Uh, can you talk about going to Freestyle Love Supreme Academy? And then getting to Broadway. Yeah, I mean, it really was just last year was a crazy uh, journey. Um, I had been auditioning, you know, I, I went to school for musical theater. So that was always a goal of mine to, to make it a career. And I became a, a fan of Freestyle Love Supreme back in like high school after I saw in the Heights and found out about Lynn and, and then I heard about this group and my friends, I mean, like in college, I mean, in high school, I used to fake rap all the time. I used to pretend my name, young niece that they call me on stage in freestyle of Supreme came from high school. And my friends were calling me that way before, you know, anything happened, but I've been a fan for a long time and I've gone to see a lot of shows and then I found out they were having an academy last year and I just signed up for it and didn't think anything of it. I didn't think that I would get in, but a few weeks later I got an email and, you know, I, I, I worked with uh, Shockwave, Chris Sullivan, very closely. He was my teacher and yeah, we j I just was introduced to this thing I had, I, I wanted to do that, that was all the parts of me that I hadn't explored. And they, you know, Chris and fell in love with me and, and we, I got to work with them again. We did the, uh, uh, um, performance at national sawdust and yeah, then I was invited to audition and now that audition story is crazy, but <laughs> you know, it all worked out and, and it came full circle that I, I'm a part of this thing with these people that I've looked up to for so long. And it's just, I don't know, the craziest dream come true. I never would have thought this would have happened, but I, I, it goes back to something that I've heard a lot, you know, when I was trying to audition for different productions and, and losing hope as an act, 
or as you do, you know, because this is a hard business and, you know, you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, but it comes down to what's for you is for you. And I truly believe that this was for me because I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, have, this is the best way I could have made my Broadway debut and just the relationships that I have with these humans that are just the most beautiful people. It's been incredible. And I'm so grateful. There's so much to unpack here. First of all, <laughs> I love the story. Can you talk about when you first discovered Freestyle Love Supreme? Where were you in your life? Where did you grow yeah. up? I'm from I'm from New York. I'm from Queens, New York originally. You know, born and raised. And um, I so I remember I used to be in a professional children's chorus when I was a kid. Um, in high school. So it wasn't through high school, but it was basically all these kids from all over New York would get together. And it was very diverse. And we would sing like really hard classical music and folk music and, and foreign music and, and gospel music, just everything. Um, and I met this girl, Nikauri. Uh, we went to uh, on a trip, my first trip with the choir was to Prague and we performed in the choir Olympics, which is so nerdy, but it's, it's an actual event <laughs> that happens that I've, <laughs> I've, I've, you know, participated in twice <laughs> in my life. But, um, yeah, she was like, you have to listen to this new musical. Cause you know, I was into musicals and, and, and she introduced me to in the Heights and she was actually the person that took me to my first freestyle show. She was like, all right, we got to check this out. And yeah, I just remember sitting there and being like, what the hell is this? Can I say hell? I don't know. Yeah, you could, <laughs> where, how old were you at that point? And I, I was in high school. Yeah. Um, what, what was it that blew you away? I mean, it is mind blowing. It I'm, is. I just, I mean, like, as I said, I had always rapped as a joke, like, by name, Young Niece, I used, there was a song by this girl, Young B. Her name was Young B. And I like took the beginning of her rap and like put my name in it. And I would be at the lunch table at school with my friends, like banging on the table. And I was like, Young Niece is on the track. So it's about to be crazy. Rich girl, that's me. Okay, baby. And they were all like, oh my God. And so when I got to that show and just saw that it was theater plus rap and like, we're making it up, like, it was just everything I wanted to do in one thing. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I gravitated so much towards it. I remember during quarantine a few weeks ago, I actually was like scrolling through my old Tumblr from high school um, and college. And I found a post that said, I saw like, it was little me, right. I I never forgot this existed, but it said, just came back from my second freestyle of Supreme show. I would so love to be a part of something like this. And I posted it on Twitter and Lynn was like, Haha, what? Like, this is crazy. We were like, we want you. This is, that's the universe. It's just so crazy to me that it worked out this way. How incredible. Now, can you talk about, are you sick of talking about the audition? No, it's funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy stress inducing story. Uh, so I had just left the city to perform in Freaky Friday at North Shore Music Theater. And I like it was the first day of rehearsal, actually, the first table read. We were on lunch and I was sitting with these people I didn't know. I just met them all. And I like sat down and opened my phone to check my mail. And I had an email from Telsey being like, we need you to hold this date and we need you to hold this date. We're looking for covers 
standby for the free solo supreme on broadway and i kind of just like screamed and walked away and all the people were like what is wrong with this girl and, <laughs> and i went and i started freaking out and then i read and then i like finally calmed down and started to breathe <laughs> and i looked at the dates and both of the dates i could not do because they conflicted with my schedule here at north shore and i am a person that hates conflicts so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I called my best friend. She didn't pick up. Called my other best friend. She picked up. She was like, call your manager right now. He'll figure it out. Call my manager. And he didn't know anything about that I had been taking these freestyle of Supreme classes and like that this could be a huge possibility. But I was like, Greg, you need to understand. Like, I have to jump on this opportunity. Please help me figure out how I can get out of these dates here. Because I still want to do Freaky Friday and I don't want to step on their toes. But I would love to be able to you know, take this opportunity. Uh, it happened to fall on the first date was like our final, final mandatory dress rehearsal that had an audience. And the second one was opening night. So it was like impossible, but we worked it out. Uh, I took a train at, at 4am the next day, um, to get into the city and I got into the city and sat around for a little bit and then went into the room for probably half an hour and inside of the room was Tommy Kale, um, Chris Jackson, Shockwave, um, no, Chris Sullivan, Shockwave and Chris Jackson and James Iglehart, uh, Patrick Vassell, Tommy Kale, if I said that already, but it was the big dogs and it was scary <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> terrified and I literally walk in the room and I'm peeing my pants and then we just start rapping it was unlike any audition I've ever done in my life and as an actor you know you go through these things you get you get rejections and I started to hate auditioning and it made it, it was it started to be an anxiety inducing thing instead of being a fun thing for me but that audition was the most I mean, we went there and they had microphones and amps and they were just, Chris was beatboxing, somebody was on the piano. And then Tommy was like, okay, Anissa, go like, all right, you're in a pizza shop and this is happening. Make, make it happen. And I was just, <laughs> I've, I never in my life had done something like this <laughs> with these people in the room, but because I have been doing it as a joke and not taking myself seriously all these years, it just was natural to me. And I was, instead of being afraid of Chris Jackson and James Iglehart, I was vibing with them and we were having fun and we were chilling and we were making rhymes and conversating back and forth through like, you know, singing and stuff. And it was just natural and fun. And they said, this is it. I think it was Chris Jackson. I don't know. It was both of them. They were like, she's the one. And it was like, I'm the first person here. <laughs> for the audition. <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, basically the audition, they wanted people to come in throughout the day so we could do group ciphers so we could all play together because that's what Free Solid Supreme is about. You need people to play off of. It's not just one person. And that was just the most amazing audition experience for me. And so then after I went, they brought somebody else into the room to be in there with us. And that was Kayla Malady, Kaiser Rose, who is now in the group with me as a female beatboxer and she is incredible this woman can do things with her mouth no one can and i know her because we've worked together before so she walked in and we started we were like ah kayla i forgot where i was for a second and they were like wait y'all know each other we were like yeah oh, she's the best
And then I, you know, we were just chilling and, and making music and I'm like discreetly looking at the time and they're like, all right, so it needs to hang out more. And I was like, you don't say this in an audition with these people, but I was like, I actually have to go. They're like, what time is your train? Gerald, I had to book a flight to get back to Massachusetts in time from New York. So I had to go catch a plane. <laughs> so my mom, I'm like, please, you have to go pick me up. You have to come take me to the airport. So my mom picks me up and I get to the airport. Everything is going fine. I'm, it's like crazy that this is all working out. And then I sitting in the car, my mom eating and I'm checking the, the flight delayed half an hour. And I was like, okay, that's cutting it close, but hopefully it's fine. And then like, you know, I wait with her for a couple more minutes. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check in, you know, say bye to her, get inside, delayed another half an hour. And I was like, okay, what's happening? That's bad. If I, if this flight doesn't leave on time, I'm not going to make it back for the performance. So I go to the, to the, to see if I could change the time to the earlier flight. And they're like, that, that flight is boarding right now. You can't make it. So I go sit down, delayed an hour, like delayed another hour. And I'm freaking out as it's getting worse and worse because I need to make it back in time. Um, finally, I get on the flight and I'm bawling crying because at this point, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, the flight attendant's like, are you okay? I'm not. But the thing is, once you get on that flight, you realize it is nothing. It's so fast. But still, I'm late at this point, and I'm I'm, ter- I'm terrified because I don't like letting people down, and I just wanted everything to work out with no drama. So I got to um to get to the cab, sixty dollar cab, and I'm like, sir, please drive us back. Like, please, I need to be somewhere like ten minutes ago, and I'm in the back of the car, like putting up my hair and wig prep and trying to put eyelashes on and makeup and all freaking out, and. I, <laughs> I'm like putting stuff on my face and trying to make it. And then I <laughs> get to the North Shore Music Theater and I put my costume on really fast. Everyone's like backstage is, is hectic. And I ran on stage for my first entrance. My first line didn't miss anything. Now, we just tell me the God is in the deep. That's an amazing story and your devotion yeah. to your show and to the audition. That's a beautiful thing. You know, the universe, I think, works in our favor. I had to be there for call time. I think it was like 6.30 or 7.30. And I got there after the first number. And I had a few scenes before I had to do my solo stuff, but it was wild the way I walked right on for that. And this, the whole cast, they were all screaming because they didn't think I was going to make it. And yeah, I, I mean, the whole time the, the, the director was the, um, the artistic director was texting me. My manager was texting me. They were like, where are you? Where are you? People are getting mad. Like, come on. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Now, can you bring me to when you got the word? Was it Telsey? Did they contact? Did they email you? Was it your agent? How did you hear? And what did you do? Where were you? And who did you contact? Yeah, I um, I heard, I, I know, I was really scared. I don't know. I was just scared. 
this the whole time waiting to hear if I got it or not. I was very, very anxious all the time. Um, and I, I think it was one morning I, it was after, uh, opening night, it was one morning and I woke up to like three missed calls and then I heard a voicemail and it was from Patrick Vassell and he was like, Hey, Oh no, James, James Hickey. I think he was like, Hey, um, I'm a producer for freestyle of Supreme and we wanted to offer you the standby role. And I was just like, ah, and then I called him back and I was like, I got your message. Thank you so much. And then my manager called me and he was like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. He was like, what's up? And I was like, you know, nothing. And he was like, you know, good things happen. And I was like, I know Greg, he, they called me and he was like, I wanted to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I walked into the dressing room that day and I was like, because everyone had been waiting. And I was like, hey guys, I got it. Just really quietly when it was quiet in there and they all started screaming and everybody started coming in. And it was a very nice, because they had been rooting for me and I was, I was on edge <laughs> a lot of that contract, just scared, <laughs> waiting to hear and trying to deal with the whole traveling there thing. And, but it all worked out and I was happy to be surrounded with such wonderful humans to celebrate with me. I heard about the story where you were, you took a picture with Lynn Manuel Miranda at Mm. In the Heights in the backstage stage door. And there you were performing with him. Yeah. I mean, even as you know, for the dress rehearsals, this show is such a, it's such a different beast, you know, musical theater girl like me, I'm used to scripts, you know, as we all are. And I, 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 I wasn't a UCB girl like you. I, I wanted to, I wanted to do improv and I had looked into it, but I was just, I never got around to it. So I was scared. Um, but you kind of just have to trust the people around you. And, you know, these, these guys have been playing together for 16 years. They know each other. So being the new kid on the block and truly the youngest person on stage, it's, um, it, it was just a learning thing. And I was soaking it up like a sponge. I thought we were going to have you know, Broadway. I thought we were going to have regular rehearsal. We had rehearsal for a week. How do you rehearse something you make up? You just have to do it over and over again. And I was ready to be that standby that was like, you know, I'm going to go on a few times a a week or like, you know, whenever somebody was not there. And I went on, they were like the first dress rehearsal. They were like, you're on second dress rehearsal. They were like, you're on. And it just kept being like that. I was on constantly and it kind of changed from a standby to just being one of the players that got to go on when, you know, I was, when the coach put me in and, and, you know, opening night with all of us on stage, the entire Freestyle Love Supreme, which never in the history of Freestyle Love Supreme has happened. There's a wonderful documentary that's coming out on Hulu, July 17th. We are Freestyle Love Supreme. And it really brings people into the genesis uh-huh. of Freestyle Love Supreme. And and you're in it. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that like for you to see the documentary? It is 
so fun to see them as babies <laughs> and just, you know, young kids trying to figure out a way to make this thing happen. And, you know, just it being so new and before, before they were well known and before in the Heights and before Hamilton. And it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. And it, it really is, it, it tries very hard to, to, mimic the magic you feel when you see a freestyle of Supreme show and it's a beautiful thing. So it, you just get to see the behind the scenes of it and what, and how it came to be. And it's a wonderful story. Can you talk about your lightning strikes moment? Honestly? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just am not good. I don't think I'm really good at anything else. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, when I was young, my mom used to put me in a lot of sports camps and I was like, I don't want to do this. And she eventually said, what do you want to do? And tailored to what it was that I was interested in. And she found me musical theater programs and, and such. And then in, in uh, elementary school, I kind of, that's where I kind of was forced to find my voice and my music teacher. We sang, we are the world. And she passed out the lines to everyone to sing a solo. And then I sang and she was like, what was that? And I don't like attention like that. And when I was a kid, I was very shy and she made me do it again. And then made me audition for the musical. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> the, this other girl wanted the role she wanted me to have. And I was like, just give it to her. And then she talked to my mom and mom was like, you're doing this. Basically my life is people pushing me and uh, not believing in myself. Um, and you know, the moment where for myself, I had to be like, Hey, this is, you, you should do this. Um, I think was, I saw in the Heights a lot of times when I was in high school and I don't know, it just inspired me so much to see people that I knew on stage as in the communities that I knew, you know, growing up in New York, I know those communities and those people are my friends and I go to school with them and I've, you know, I, I know their families and it just felt so familiar and so wild to see musical theater in this new way with rap and, 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 you know, salsa and bachata and all that. I don't know. It was just, it was amazing to me. And I was on the fence. I didn't know if I wanted to go to school for musical theater, but I don't know. And the Heights kind of just made me feel like I could do it for some reason. And so that was the show that made me go, yeah, I'm going to audition for schools. I'm going to do it and see if it happens. Uh, so yeah, I would say that was maybe it. Where did you audition then? Where did you go uh, to school? I went to the university of Hartford, the Hart school for music, dance, wow. and theater. Oh yes. It's yeah. a, like a conservatory training. Well, first of all, what was the show that your mom said, no, you should be in that. Do you remember what show that was? Yeah, it was my first ever musical. It was South Pacific, and I played Bloody Mary. And I, I, I just was afraid of singing in front of people. I'm, you know, very shy kid. And, yeah, truly, this other girl wanted the role. And she was like, I want to be Bloody Mary. And I was like, yeah, this girl wants to be Bloody Mary. Let her do it. I don't want to. But the teacher was like, you're going to. And then she made me do a bunch of stuff after that. <laughs> when did you know, though, that you had that, those pipes, you know, that you could sing like that? 
Honestly, I didn't really get them until college. I could I could sing, but I didn't I I didn't really find my voice, unleash my voice until college. My my teacher really did that and um opened up some notes for me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Singing always brought me so much joy. You know, when you were singing in the heights all those times that one day you would be performing with those people on stage like Lynn and Chris and you, uh, that they would be your castmates. What do you think you would say? That's, I just wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't think it would be true. Even when I'm on stage, even when I'm on stage with them sometimes, you know, I was what, like this can't be happening right now. And I remember after our first preview, we all had like a little gathering and I was sitting with Chris Sullivan, Shockwave at the bar. And I was just like, this is insane. I can't believe this. Thank you for putting me here because he's, he's, he was my teacher and he was the one that, you know, vouched for me and, and told them and that he got me in that national sawdust gig when they needed a singer. He was, he thought of me and, and, and I, I just, I don't know. I, he vouched for me. He believed in me. He saw something in me and, and I know that he relayed that to the group, the rest of the group. And I, he's one of my dearest friends now, but I just remember sitting at that bar and just being beside myself. And he was like, I didn't do anything. You brought yourself. I saw you. And you already had everything. I didn't teach you anything. You just are freestyle love supreme. And like, you're here for your, this wasn't a mistake. Like you're supposed to be here. And I was like, thanks Chris. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, cause that was all it's wild. I, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just still, even now I'm just like, I can't believe it. <laughs> It was all because of you were in he discussed the Freestyle Love Supreme Academy, right? Yeah, that so I wasn't going to go to because I had conflicts. But he also then was like, "Nope, just come, we'll figure it out." That's incredible. And what might and I love that you're you're also a teacher now. They're doing mm-hmm. a virtual class. You want to talk yeah. about a virtual whole? Yes, a Freestyle Love Supreme Academy. Um, I have been teaching with them, you know, virtually it's been different. And at first I was very hesitant and skeptical about it because it's weird to do, move to everything remotely. How are you going to teach freestyle online? But working with these kids is just the joy of my week. Every time they are so excited and it's just, it's, it's amazing to watch them grow and realize that it's not about, you know, people are so afraid to take these classes because they think they have to be some star rapper, but it's not about that. It's more about telling your story over a beat. And if you rhyme, you rhyme, you know, you can get better at that over time. I took, I took that ex- example to, you know, make a little rhyme for you, but <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, it's wonderful to see people come out of their shell and it's, it's the best. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you too. What what might surprise people about this kind of, about freestyling, or what what do you think people should know about you know who look at you and think, God, how the hell does she do that on the mm-hmm. spot? You know, with and in beautiful. You know, not only I mean, you're using so many pieces 
of you. You know, you're singing, you're rapping, right? And um, you're you're acting. You know, uh, how what might surprise people about yeah. that? I mean, you just got to do it. I'm if I, I would be lying if I didn't say I made millions of mistake on stage on Broadway because it's, you know, we're making it up on the spot. We're in, walking into the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. But before we go on stage, every time, every night, we say to each other, we got your back. They all, I guess they've been doing this for years, but you know, it's what I've learned. It's a ritual. Um, and that's true. And that's what the community of Freestyle Supreme Academy is. We're just trying to replicate that love that we have for each other on stage. And it's, if you fall, somebody around you is going to pick you up because it is scary. Like, uh, it's, you know, going into it in the beginning, I know I was very adamant on rhyming all the time. I had to rhyme all the time. And, you know, I got a note and they were just like, you, you are, because you're trying to rhyme all the time, you're not telling the story and you have to tell your story. And so it's just about being you and bringing you to the table. And I think that's the most important. And that this is why this has been the most rewarding for me. You know, as I said, struggling with my journey as an actor and, and like getting down on myself because I'm, I was in call. I was in final callbacks for a waitress a bunch of times. And eventually one of the last times it happened, my manager was like, all right, we need to go to a class or something. Cause why isn't this happening? And, you know, I get down on myself because what, it, what it, is it me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Am I not bringing the right thing to the table? But we have to realize it could be the simplest thing. It doesn't have to be me per se. It could be, I'm not as tall as the actor that played that role before the same size. They're weird about these kind of things. And for Freestyle Love Supreme, I just, I didn't, I am on stage playing myself. And that is something that is so special. And I think that in the Freestyle Supreme Academy, that's what you need to do. Don't try to be anybody else. It's not about, it's not about replicating what you see on stage. It's not about, I have to be the best rapper. It's about bringing you and what you have and using it. You mentioned you're not getting waitress and, and, and the t- things you didn't get, what made you stay the course? I mean, obviously you're incredibly talented, but like you said, it's such a hard business. How did you stay with it? What kept you going? Just the fact that I didn't want to do anything else. Nothing else makes me as happy. It's, it's really that simple. Uh, I've threatened to quit musical theater and and, and theater a million times, but at the end of the day, I was never going to quit because nothing else makes me feel like it. Um, There's just nothing else I wanted to do. And I've always known that. And I was just going to keep going until, until it happened. And is there a role you're aching to play or part or something? I don't know. Um, I, I did sister act before, so Dolores would be fun again. Um, maybe uh, Asaka and Once on This Island, and and just you know roles that I wouldn't normally play. You know, I I, I see the theater is changing now, so I'm hoping that that happens. And and you know things are created for people like me. You know, pe- somebody sees me and is like, I want to write a show for you. Well, let's do that. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me.
don't you know? The theme song was written by Tom McGovern. This episode was edited by Kyle Moore, and the talent was booked by Anna Strauss. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.